0: Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message for this morning is the gospel reading for today, this 18th Sunday after Pentecost. From Matthew 21, you heard it read before, I recall just these words. Finally, he sent his son to them. He thought, they will respect my son. When the workers saw his son, they said to one another, this is the heir, let's kill him and get his inheritance. So they grabbed him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who truly is the cornerstone of his church, my beloved. So the words before us this morning is another one of uh, Jesus' parables, or verbal or word illustrations. Quite a few in Holy Scripture. Jesus always used these verbal illustrations before uh, modern-day electronics to illustrate matters of his kingdom. And for most part, uh, Jesus told his parables to a general audience standing before him. Parable of the prodigal son teaches us how God forgives undeserving sinners. Parable of the sower and the seed teaches us how there are different recipients, different ways that people receive God's word. The parable of the mustard seed. To show us how God's kingdom seems to be so insignificant, but it grows powerfully. So this morning, the words before us are another ones of Jesus' uh, word illustrations or parables. But this one's a different kind of parable. Because it's not meant for a general audience, it's meant for a specific group of people. The religious leaders of Jesus' day. Now it's also very important to note, because otherwise you really don't get the true benefit and essence of the parable, to notice that Jesus spoke this parable on Tuesday of Holy Week. So he entered the city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Scripture is quiet about what happened on Monday and Wednesday, so sometimes people call Tuesday when Jesus spoke this parable, Great Tuesday. And then, of course, there was Maundy Thursday and Good Friday, Jesus hung on the cross. Now for the parable. Very simply interpreted. The landowner is God the Father. The vineyard are the people of Israel, God's Old Testament people. The vineyard workers are the religious leaders. The servants of the landowner are the Old Testament prophets. And, of course, the son of the landowner is Jesus. Jesus asks at the end of that uh, parable, he says, what's going to happen to those people who rejected the landowner's son? Why, they're going to be destroyed. And he's going to give that vineyard to somebody else. And then Jesus concludes his parable by referring to Psalm 118, where he says that the most important stone of the building you have rejected, but it will become the essential foundation of God's church. that stone that those builders rejected, those religious leaders standing there, uh, you might say you can do three things with that stone. You can use it as a a building foundation, or you can trip over it, or you can be crushed by it. So let's look into that a little bit more in detail this morning and see that what Jesus was revealing through this parable was not only his omniscience, his all-knowingness, but also his patience. Jesus wanted the church leaders of his day to know that he knew what was in their minds and what they were planning to do. You see, Jesus knows all things. He knows the past. He knows the present. And he knows the future. Jesus knew the past. He knew how for centuries in the Old Testament, God sent his prophets to tell his people to be faithful to the Lord, who so graciously and miraculously brought them out of slavery in Egypt. And so he sent his prophets, his messengers. But the people rejected the message and mistreated the messengers. Sometimes they beat them and killed them. There's a whole lot of those messengers' names mentioned in the Old Testament. You know some of them. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. You remember those from your confirmation days. One after the other, God sent them to his people. Over and over, God showed his patience with his people who rejected his message and his messengers. I think you know what rejection feels like, don't you? You tried out for the team, cheerleading squad, basketball team, baseball team, and you didn't make the cut, sort of feel a little rejected. You went out for that job interview, you didn't get hired feel a little rejected. Maybe you even proposed to that person that you thought would for sure be your future spouse, and you were rejected. You know, there are big rejections and there are small rejections. Grade school and high school cliques, where some people are your friends and some people you reject. I remember the time I felt rejected in high school because no matter how hard I tried, I was a lousy baseball player. And so every time we had FIAD, which was what it was called back then, and they picked the baseball teams, I was always picked either second, last, or last. Sort of feel rejected. God's own people rejected him. Him. His prophets. Again and again he sent more messengers. He showed such great patience. And in his omniscience, Jesus knew way in the past. What horrible things those people did to God's messengers. Jesus not only knew the past. He also knew what was presently going to happen according to the parable he said finally he sent his son they will respect my son they grabbed him threw him out of the vineyard and killed him what father in his right mind after he sent a whole bunch of servants there with the message that now he was going to reap the harvest of his vineyard and they were killed and beaten up would send his only son for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. St. Paul says the greatest love you can show is to give your life for your friends. Finding someone who would die for a godly person is rare. Maybe someone would have the courage to die for a good person. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. This demonstrates God's love for us. Jesus in his omniscience on Great Tuesday with his parables to those church leaders told them, I want you to know that I know that you're planning to kill me and you will. And even though Jesus knew that, he was resolute. He did not run away because he came to seek and to save those who were lost He came to give his life as a ransom for many. And Jesus also wanted them to know that he knew what the future would bring. The stone that the builders rejected would become the cornerstone, the rejected stone of the church, Jesus Christ would become the essential stone for the structure. Jesus is the stone that was rejected, the center of the church. That's why we sing, Jesus Christ, our firm foundation, we opened the service with this morning. Jesus is our cornerstone on him alone I build. Jesus reminded the uh, religious leaders that there's three things that you can do with a stone, a huge boulder. You can build a foundation on it, build a building around it, you can stumble over it, or you can be crushed by it. God's church is built by the cornerstone Jesus Christ, but you better watch out. Some people uh, uh, Jesus was referring to there stumbled over that uh, boulder. And they fell down and they died because they rejected the Savior. They found his lowliness offensive. How could a Messiah be like that? And then, of course, you can be crushed by a boulder. You ever take a trip around the United States, you go through those mountain passes, that says, beware of falling rocks. I don't know how you can get out of the way quick enough, but if one of those boulders hits your car, you could die. All the rejectors of Jesus Christ, Jesus was saying, would be crushed by the judge on Judgment Day because God's patience does run out. On great Tuesday of Holy Week, Jesus revealed his omniscience because he wanted those religious leaders to know that he knew the past and he knew the present and he knew the future and he knew what they were planning. He also wanted them to know the patience of his father and reminded them that again and again over the centuries, God had sent his messengers, and they were rejected. And finally, his own son was rejected. His own son, the cornerstone of the church, the judge of all, was rejected. Jesus revealed that he knows the past, and he knows the present, and he knows the future. Jesus wants you to know that he knows What's in your heart? He knows your past. And he knows your present. And he knows your future. And he has been so patient with you. The mistakes of your youth, and oh boy, there were plenty. The blunders in your prime of life. Your sins of old age the time wasted, the moments you regret, the secret sins that only you know about. He sees all the times, the times of your complaining, the times of your dissatisfaction, the times that you were angry with him, the times that you took him for granted. He knows about all of those sins and how those sins continue right up to the very present moment. And that's why on Great Tuesday he stood before the crowd who was going to crucify him and he didn't run away. He wanted them to know that he knew. He wants you to know that he knows your past that you were forgiven. He wants you to know that he knows your present and that you are forgiven. And he wants you to know that he knows about your future and that you will always be forgiven. He wants you to know that he knows your future and that one day you will see him face to face. Because, you see, you are his vineyard, planted with his effort, groomed with his patience, and to be harvested with his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.